and welcome to the Creative Christians Chat Show. I'm Brendan Conboy, the dog in the pod. This show is bursting with creative stories, ideas and inspiration with a Christian perspective. So let's get on with the show. Okay, welcome back to the Creative Christians Chat Show, and uh, we're going somewhere different today. I've got a very, very special guest with me. I've got the Reverend Dr. Ian Paul. Woo! Big it hey, up. Hey, hi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for that welcome. That's very kind of you. <laughs> Ian, we've, we've known each other for quite a few years now. Yeah, we had do, yeah, online mostly. Yeah, yeah. But we've had, had conversations as well before, so we've had some good interactions yeah. as well. Yeah, it is I, funny how uh, when you when you interact with somebody online at one level you can really feel as though you get to know somebody i i um, got to know i chatted with somebody online quite a lot we had an exchange of messages and he told me a bit about his background and i kind of felt a real connection with him and, and and in fact then he did a trip to the uk and he uh called by so it was really nice to meet him in person as well in irl in real life too and was he what you expected no he was a lot taller than i thought he was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how you form in your mind a picture of people isn't it when you when you've chatted to them so yeah but, uh, yeah so but it was it was nice to cement the relationship but it is i mean that's the the, the upside of, of sort of social media and the internet is that you can if you use it well you can feel you make real connections with people yeah i feel i've connected with you just watching your youtube videos oh yeah thank you yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah we started doing that because I, I felt god was calling me to write commentary on the uh, you know, some churches use a thing called the lectionary, which is a set pattern of readings, and it's a three-year cycle. Yeah. And so just uh, just a, a, a three and a half, four years ago, I felt that, that God was calling me to write on those. So I've done that for the last three years. And we've gone around the whole cycle once of the gospel readings. So um, the beginning of this lectionary year, we, we I just felt it would be really good to do something different. So I do I do post up the written articles. But then uh, a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, James and I, we, we were best yeah. men for each other at our weddings. Uh, and we we did study theology together so we we have a conversation every week and and it just gives another way in you know because some people like to read some people like to listen and to watch yeah and i think you're right i think it also gives people a sense of a little connection as well because we we have a bit of a banter and we have some anecdotes and so on so they, they enjoy yeah. that yeah, yeah good uh, as, as well as being a youtuber you're a yeah. blogger uh, an yeah. award-winning blogger an award-winning blogger that sounds great doesn't it yeah it does. <laughs> twice actually twice <laughs> what what was that award that was the premier digital awards and i uh, so i thought that they'd carry on during covid and for some reason it seemed a bit ironic that they they've they suspended the awards during covid so i don't know what's got, what's happened about that and whether they're going to come back that was a shame but, um, yeah. yeah no it was, it was it was interesting and there was a really in, it was incredible speaking on creativity there was a really interesting going to the awards ceremony it was fascinating because of the the range of creative initiatives using digital media that christians are involved in so it's amazing sort of not just blogging and video and youtube and stuff but all using using the internet in all sorts of creative ways so really good websites for churches i think i think honestly nowadays you know we, we'd say that for a church community to have your building looking welcoming with a you know nice front a glass front door makes a big difference and a welcome sign and encouraging people across the threshold making it accessible so people don't have to go up loads of steps and so on all that's important but just as important nowadays yeah. especially if you're reaching anybody under 40 is you have a welcoming yeah 
web page a welcoming space <laughs> yeah. where people can access you know and that's 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 really vital now as well and it's great to see christians doing that and being creative and yeah and, and taking a lead on that yeah and a web page I'll, I'll add in there a web page that is up to date up to date yeah yeah because a lot of churches absolutely they, they, they say hey we've we've ticked that box I know, we've, we've got I know. a website hooray yeah, and then, no, no, then just a, the week after it launches it's out of date yeah. <laughs> and, and just choose some nice typefaces make it make it mobile friendly yes. i mean in the end basically you just need to ask your teenagers really so <laughs> yes. work for them. i tell you what brendan the other thing that i always look for and this is, this is i find this really interesting if i'm if i'm wanting to find out about a church i want to know who the leadership is this is about yes. connecting. people don't connect with institutions they connect with people yeah and i would say to anybody if you're doing a church website put it really one click to who who's who yeah that's the place i always go to and it's amazing how many church websites i look at and you can't find out who the leadership is who the leadership team is who's involved who you'll, who you'll meet if you go there you know and actually just have pictures of people and uh, for people to be able to connect personally i think yeah. makes a huge difference yeah it's all about communication and it is it's, 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 like, like, uh, it's about communication relationship yeah yeah i would liken yeah. it to if you go to a restaurant i look online and i want to see i want to see the menu yeah and I want to know what I'm going, to, what, what I'm, what I'm expecting there. Yeah, what well, you're letting yourself yeah. in for. Yeah. yeah, and it's the same with the church, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, uh, you're also an author. I am. I am, and I've just. Uh, just received yesterday in the post another thing I've written. So oh, um, well. I've written. I've, you can see I've got behind me my commentary on Revelation. Yeah. Which um, I wrote uh, 2017, which is an amazing experience. And and I, one of the things I was really pleased about it was that it, it worked out, it ended up at 144,000 words. Wow. So, so that... <laughs> <laughs> which is a good number. When you're writing about Revelation, it's a great number. Yeah, so that is. So, I think yeah. on Word it was actually 143,986 or something, but it was just pretty on 144,000 words. So that was fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, and and I've just um, I, I'm I'm also managing editor of Grove Books, but I'm also a Grove Books author. I hope your I hope your listeners know about Grove Booklets. They're great little handy guides to issues in the Christian life. And uh, I, I've just written one, um, just as a literary come out yesterday, called "The Practices of Evangelical Spirituality." Wow. And I think that I think that you know people sometimes talk about spirituality as sitting in a room and not saying anything or going on retreat or something. A actually uh actually evangelicals have been pretty active in their spirituality they're they're activist spiritual but, but I, I think that's a reflection of scripture you know i mean it's i find it fascinating that when you look at scripture and you look at scripture talking about the spiritual life it always talks about the the inner life being expressed in outer actions so if you if you have love then you will care for people yeah. if you if you love god you will pray and you'll give and do things so I, actually what i've what i've what i've suggested is that that evangelical or biblical spirituality has seven actions to it the action of changing which is about conversion the action of gathering in church and community the action of reading of scripture the actions of praying and of fasting although we don't talk about fasting so much these days and the the actions of serving others and of sharing our faith so there you go a nice little sevenfold i'd say a sevenfold summary of of the christian life really um or, or what it means to be a disciple of jesus so so yeah. I, that's that's been in, i've enjoyed that. i've actually been thinking about that on and off again for about five four five years so it was nice to see that come to print um but uh yeah and and, and of course you know writing is a a creative task as well it involves discipline but it also involves waiting for inspiration and making connections having new ideas and, and all yeah. that sort of thing so 
Yeah, and of course I write on my blog. Uh, uh, every, I'm, I usually post two or th three articles every week, so um, that's a, a that's a lot of writing. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. Yeah, it is. I do recycle stuff as well, though. So I don't I don't always write three new articles every week. Yeah, I do the same. But the blog yeah. the blog has a turnover of followers. So if I post something yeah. from three or four years ago, then it'll, it'll reach a new audience. Yeah, uh, which is good. But, yeah, um, some some people may have the impression. A lot of people, I think, have the impression the Church of England is a bit stuffy and uh, and a bit dated and a bit set in, in its ways. But what you've just been describing is out, it's, it's out there. It's pushing, yeah. it's yeah. pushing the boundaries, isn't it? It's, it is. It's, it is. It's, well, yeah. it is. That's right. And I think <laughs> I suppose part of the answer to that, Brendan, is that uh, the Church of England isn't one thing, really. Um, That's right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, legally, it's lots of different things. So there's the General Synod, which I'm a member of. There's the Archbishop's Council, I'm a member of. There's the Church Commissioners, who've got the historic money, and there's then there's all the parishes and the dioceses and the buildings and all that kind of stuff. So, so it is very fragmented, actually. It's it's a it's a coalition rather than a thing. But also, the Church of England. Um, if you want to think about ecumenism, that is sort of dealing with people in different traditions, the ecumenical challenge for the Church of England is not dealing with other churches, it's dealing with itself. Because <laughs> in, it, within, the, within the Church of England, you'll find people who are more Catholic than the Catholics, you'll find they're more reformed than your, your hard, hardness Calvinist, more charismatic than your most wacky Pentecostal. So we do have a, a, a big diversity within of traditions within the Church of England. Now, uh, yeah, I think it's probably a fair comment that some of the stuff, a lot of the stuff that goes on, some of the stuff that goes on in the Church of England looks very stuffy mm. and dated and traditional. Although, isn't it interesting at this moment with the, with the Queen's death? Yeah. Funeral, and actually, what people have found solace in is the security of tradition and solemnity and silence. It's really fascinating listening to people who are going past the, the the Queen lying in state, and and I listened to them on the radio this morning, and, and several of them just said, "The silence, yeah, the silence. We live in such a noisy world. To go in a place of absolute silence is mm. such a novelty for people." Yeah. Um, so the, you know these these things are valuable. Having said that, uh, and also really interestingly, at um, universities, one of the areas of, of of growth is students going to very traditional services. And again, I think finding in a in a changing world where nothing nothing is the same one day to the next, actually going mm. somewhere where there's a sense of stillness and security and stability is 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 quite something so but yeah there's lots of other good things happening in the church i mean we're doing lots of church planting you know in yeah. our city in nottingham we've planted some new congregations and one of them's grown to about 350 mostly young people uh so yeah lots of lots of really good things happening there's uh, but if you look at the figures overall in general yep. of attendance yep. bums on seats um, I think it's something like over the last 10 years, the, the, there's been a decline of 300,000 yeah. uh, bums on seats yeah. uh, each week. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, so generally there's a decline. Yeah. But, but you've just mentioned about what's going on in Nottingham. And I know that yep. in London, there's also been an increase of 15%. Yeah, there has, yeah. So uh, there's... Some things are get are right, and some yep. things are, are obviously not right. And mm. I, I read a report that also said uh, the C of E will die by two thousand and thirty three. I think it was if yeah. it stayed on. I, the... I read the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, that's not quite true because again, it does come back. And in fact, the person who wrote that acknowledges this that because the Church of England is actually a mixture of 
all sorts of different things, different traditions, different focuses, different emphases, different ways of doing things, then actually, um, whereas with other denominations, that person doing the analysis, they could say, well, this denomination is heading this way pretty consistently. In fact, because the Church of England is a, is a very mixed bag, there'll be parts or traditions of the Church of England which will be dead by them, but others which are flourishing. Yeah. Now, the challenge for the Church of England as a whole is to ask the question, just from a statistical point of view, at what point do the does the do the numbers the areas where things are growing and at what point do that out, outweigh the places where things are in decline? But I, I ought to qualify that as well because um, when you see numbers in attendance declining, it's tempting to interpret that and say, oh, well, people are leaving, people are stopping uh, going. Yeah, but that's not true actually, and it's not true for two reasons. One is that. Um, many Church of England congregations, particularly in the rural areas, it's to do with age profile. Mm -hmm. So a lot of, you'll go to a lot of rural Church of England churches and you'll find there's almost nobody under the age of 70. Yeah. Well, if you've got a congregation who are mostly over 70, in 20 years you can predict how many is going to be there anymore. <laughs> the answer is probably none. Uh, it's the Salvation talk about being promoted, Salvation Army talk about being promoted to glory. That's, yeah, that's they do, yeah. So, which, is, which is fine. It's good for the population of heaven. It's not so good for the, you know, the, the earth triumph that's left behind or not so triumphant and and i think for for many for the church of churches the challenge has been in the last 30 40 years is actually a failure to pass on faith to the next generation because that 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 has to happen for any church mm. to survive yeah um the church has to pass on faith to the next generation and that's that's been the big thing the big failure i think a bigger and, and and therefore you're you're then engaging with a population even the under 40s let alone under 20s of folk who are simply unchurched and know nothing about Christian faith. So you're actually starting all over again, which in some ways isn't, is not a bad thing to be doing, but it's, it's a big challenge. And I yeah. think, you know, the big initiatives, the initiatives of working in the church are those that are engaging. Actually, interestingly, not so much engaging directly with young people, engaging with people who are in their twenties, because if you want to have a church with families in, what you need to do is, is see people converted who are in their twenties, because you know what they do, don't you? When they're in their twenties, they have they get, babies, they get married and have babies. So that, <laughs> If you want, if you want to have youth work in your church in fifteen years' time, yeah. you need to evangelise the new graduates and the, the people in their twenties. That, that sort of age group. But there's a lot of churches, especially you mentioned those rural parishes with elderly yeah. people. There's a lot of yeah. people like that that just yeah. cannot uh, communicate and relate. They do not understand the culture uh, of younger people. And you mentioned, mm. uh, you mentioned yeah. about the thirty, forty range earlier yeah, yeah. yeah you know i know that the church of england is on instagram and it is. Uh, and it's got a, a following well one of our big success stories has been actually our digital reach we've got a really excellent digital yeah. media team at church house and that's that's an area that's been really really been growing the, the big question is how do you convert that into attendance and i think there's another whole dimension here and this relates to changes in culture which is that um you look at any institution in the uk any institution no matter what it is it's seen every institution, single institution, has seen massive decline because we're living in a much more fragmented society. And yeah. even even committed Christians now who 30 years ago might have been twice as going to church morning and evening, actually, even even the most committed now will not necessarily be in church physically every week. No. It's a, that and that you see if you think about it so if you had a hundred people who came to your church and they came twice a sunday your attendance would look like 200. Yeah. if you've got a hundred people who come to your church and they manage to come two or three times in a month your attendance is going to look like 75. now that looks like 
that looks like a quickly do the sums are uh, 60 something percent decline but you may still have exactly the same number of people and they may be as committed and as earnest about their faith but where are they get their teaching from well they might be watching online they might be watching lots of video material they might be watching our youtube my youtube channel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they might be using lectio 365 yeah, yeah. Uh, for bible reading uh, i i love using the i i'm a real advocate i'm waving my bible at you now brendan listeners i'm i'm a i'm a massive advocate of reading from a print bible yeah and we can talk about why that is it's really really vital but I also love the fact I've got my Bible on my phone. I've got the U version Bible. Yeah. So in the morning, if I'm having a shower and brushing my teeth and shaving, whatever, I can listen to five chapters of the Bible read out to me. Yeah. I, 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 yesterday morning, I listened through the second half of Romans while I was while I was doing my ablutions. <laughs> so, so there are, you know, we have to recognise that there are now all sorts of ways in which people express their discipleship. I suppose coming back to my booklet on spirituality, that's why I, I wanted to say, look. The next thing after changing, uh, that is after being converted, repenting and believing in the repenting from your sin and believing in the good news. Yeah. The very next thing you need to do is is connect, is gather. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, and I I I was told, you know, what do you, what do you do when you become a Christian? You admit your sin, you believe, yeah. uh, you commit, and then you do something. What do you do? You meet with other Bible believing Christians, you pray with them, and you share your faith. Yeah. So you know that that com coming together is so important, but. We're living in a culture where people just don't have those disciplines anymore of regularly meeting. And on the one hand, I want to constantly say, look, it's really important that you do. It also means we have to think carefully, what do we do when we gather together? What, what are we going to do? It's, it, people are no longer going to be satisfied. This comes back to your question about being traditional. People mm. are no longer going to be satisfied by just coming on Sunday and just doing what they always did and not getting much out of it, but say, hey, you know, we just do that anyway because that's what we do. Mm. Um, I think we've got to say, well, look, if people come on Sunday, it's got to be a place where they can really connect and build relationships, where they can really hear something about Scripture and, and what God is doing and, and where, they, where, they, where they come because they're equipped to live as disciples you know, Monday to Saturday. So, and if we're not enabling them to do that, you know, my, my conviction about church as, as, in terms of the gathering is that, is that I, any church I'm involved in or I'm leading, I, I really want it to be a place, number one, where people say, oh, this is great, you know, I, I'm, something's happened here this morning so yeah. that I'm, I go away equipped or different or whatever, but also somewhere where I could bring a friend without it being cringy. Yeah, like I say, Look, cheesy. You come with me. Yeah, cheesy, exactly. <laughs> come with me and then you will hear something which will actually equip you for life. Yeah. You know, that, 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 that's the challenge. But, but we, we, we've got to be realistic. We're living, in a, we're living in a culture where people no longer have those kinds of disciplines. Yeah. That's uh, a challenge. Let's go back to the, the numbers of decline as well, quickly, yeah. because we've been talking about Sundays, bums on seats on Sundays. Yeah. And, yeah. and what it doesn't take into account, those declining numbers, is some churches have um, have been quite creative yeah. in, in, in providing yeah. midweek meetings. Absolutely. Uh, and yeah. some of those bums on seats that would yeah. have been counted on a Sunday are now yeah. meeting in the week. Yeah, so that's so, very true. So the so it's a skewed, it's a skewed result. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It is. And in our church, we meet in at least two different ways in the week. So we encourage everybody to be in a small group of yeah. maybe three or four who meet and pray for each other, but also everyone to be in a mid-sized group, a church community midweek. Yeah. And um, my wife and I lead one of those, and we've got we have anywhere between ten and fifteen people joining us. In fact, one of the really interesting things about COVID. Mm -hmm. is that actually we've made that that's become easier and we we um when the moment covid came in and the lockdown we went on to zoom yeah 
and we had been meeting in person every fortnight but actually with zoom it was easy to meet every week <laughs> yeah. now when when all the lockdown restrictions ended i said to the group well, do you want to meet in person in fact what we do is we meet now everyone said no zoom's great particularly in the winter you don't have to go out in the dark yeah. so we meet on zoom for an hour and a half every every tuesday and then once a month we get together physically for lunch after on sunday for a sunday lunch or an afternoon mm. tea so we are still connecting face to face but actually yeah. and and we, it's amazing because you can do all sorts of zoom things in zoom you can pick on people you can get them to speak people actually we found we actually got to know each other in a deeper way mm. because we would all just listen and someone would tell us a bit about their story. So that, yeah. that's, that's been very interesting. And then again, talking about technology, we've also got a WhatsApp group. Right. And, you know, from time to time, we share encouragements, we share news, we can pray for each other. For, for a period of time, one person in the group every morning would share a scripture verse and reflection with us. So it was another way of building relationships. But as you say, not easily measurable. No, not, not easily countable. Although the church is just trying to do that. They're, they're also counting not just Sunday bums on seats, but also what they call new missional, new, new worshiping communities, which is things like midweek groups and so on. Yeah, so. I mean, the, the church, I think, you know, we, you talked about uh, the importance of growing faith. Yeah. And the Church of England has has, well, one one church in particular, Holy Trinity Brompton, produced yeah. Alpha. Yeah, uh, and, and you blogged yeah. about Alpha recently. Yeah, I have. Yeah, that's uh, right. I was uh, interviewed a guy who's written a book, a history of Alpha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Alpha well, I think is... that's really it, this. This also tells us something about creativity, which is yeah. that creativity yeah. is usually bottom up, not top down. I mean, that's that's at a personal level. I find that actually when I'm being the best time for me to be creative is when I'm in the shower in the morning, when I'm out in the garden in the <laughs> afternoon, when I'm walking the dog, where yeah. you actually just have space to let things bubble up and happen and, and, and you make connections. And and in the Church of England, I mean, one of the things that we, we struggle with on Archbishop's Council is that we've got all sorts of strategies and things and all sorts of ways of thinking about deploying money and encouraging things. But in the end, we can't make anything happen from the centre. It has to it has to come up from the ground, from the from 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 ministry on the ground at the coalface. And and you know, Alpha, which is made a huge difference to the church internationally mm. came out of originally came out of a discipleship course in one church yeah and then uh nicky gumble with others realized that actually you could use it as a an entry point into the christian faith yeah uh and and then it's about saying well what actually what actually has worked well on the ground and then once we've we've put that we've tried that out and, and found its work then other people may be interested as well so you then disseminate that the fruit of that creativity and the new insight so yeah, it's extremely interesting. Yeah, and there's even in prisons as well. Uh, oh, that's been a really significant yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I, I I mentor someone who uh, came to faith in prison, um, and someone who's, who's got quite serious mental health problems as well. Yeah, and it's been a very very long journey for him. He's just this week heard that he might go into unsupervised accommodation for the first time for yeah. twenty years. So so, but he, and he came to faith by doing an alpha course Through in alpha prison. in prison. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Mm. That really is. Mm. Mm. So. What can the church be doing to to be more creative in the I mean, yeah the Church of England does messy church fresh yep. expressions yep. church plants resource churches I yep. think I think that's incredible resource churches yep. and estate churches yep. I mean I, I found this all listed on a it was in an article on Christianity magazine oh yes the Bishop of, of Islington. Yeah, about, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, Nick, yeah, Nick, Rick, Rick Thorpe. Yeah. yeah, 
yeah. a creative guy. Yeah. yeah, very creative. And he's talking yeah. about yeah. all this creative stuff. Yeah. But yeah. but you know, when you, you you look at the the monster of the Church of England, yeah. you know, the size of it. Uh, and and the the small little parishes. How can all this this stuff that we're talking about? How can it filter down into the the parishes? And how can they become more creative? Because that is where the the that's where the Church of England is struggling, isn't it? In the yeah in the outer regions of the empire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. Well, I I think um, I think you can't force creativity being creative is not like getting toothpaste out of a toothpaste tube you know, when, you, when you get to the end of a toothpaste tube you, you, you to get more out you've got to squeeze harder yeah and you that that just doesn't work it doesn't work with discipleship it doesn't work with faith it doesn't it doesn't work with creativity and creativity really relies on giving space giving permission mm. I, I think it's fascinating i love just reading stories about people who are being creative I, I i actually posted my blog quite a while ago about a, somebody did a study of people who'd been really creative and and it said that basically they only worked three three hours a day and they, they rested and walked and all these people great people who've done amazing things and, yeah. and actually they didn't try and squeeze the end of the toothpaste out of the toothpaste tube they actually needed space i think for 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 church leaders um, talking about numbers is important, but it also brings a real pressure. And uh, I mean, actually around us, there's a number of folk around here where they've been appointed to a church and they've been told you're, you're there and the church has got to grow to this number in this many years. Oh, and I am that not, is pressure. Well, I'm not convinced that's uh, <laughs> I'm not convinced that's going to work. And the reason it goes back to scripture, you know what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 3, he says, I sowed, Apollos watered but God gave the growth. Yeah. So actually, in terms of focusing, we need to focus on the inputs, not the outputs. We need to focus on on, on wa- sowing well and watering well, and then we leave the growth to God. I'm but we, do, we, we, need to, we need to be honest. We need to be honest about, I mean, you know, clergy, one of the greatest groups of people avoiding reality. We, we need to face reality sometimes and say, look, this isn't working. I need to do something different and be yeah. honest about that. But, but, but we need to focus on saying, well, what do we need to do? You know, I need to preach faithfully. Where we are. I need to get people excited about scripture. I need to encourage people. This is one of the things the church of been uh, poor at. And this is where congregations don't grow and invite, you know, got to create a culture of invitation. Mm. You know, something like, like, I think there was a survey done of Anglicans and only 17% of Anglicans said they would, they would prepare to invite a friend to a church service. That, that's just, that's <laughs> not that's not going to work. That's not going to work. But, and, and these ch- new church plants, one of the reasons they're different is that something like ninety-five percent said yes, I would invite a friend yeah. because I'm excited <laughs> about it. There's good stuff here, so we do need that. But in terms in terms of the in terms of the creativity, one of the things I find about creativity, and I think this is true of creative people the world over, is that creativity comes as a gift. So yes. on, on the one hand, yeah, we need to work at things. So if you're a potter, you need to work at the wheel and you need to be a skill if you're an artist. I've done, I've done some art courses. Yeah. I, I used to do a life class at Nottingham University when I was a, a, a studying theology. <laughs> and, and boy, it was really hard work, you know, concentrating on the subject and actually drawing. Yeah. And it was kind of exhausting at the end, but it was also amazingly creative. And, and it was completely different from what I was doing in terms of my study. It was when I was doing my, my PhD. Mm-hmm. So uh, creativity does require the disciplines, but it also requires that space and that permission giving. And I, when, when people have done something creative, very often they say, so people say, where did that come from? And they say, I don't know, it just came to me. Mm. 
and it reminds me of, of of in the prophets in the old testament where it just says the word of the lord came to amos or hosea or isaiah the word of the lord came and there's a sense in which these creative insights are a gift from mm. god so i think in terms of the creativity of ministry a, a large part of it is each morning getting up and saying lord speak to me today you know give me your word today when i when i when i'm i'm going to a situation i I meet with somebody. Just let me listen from you. What's the creative word that you want to give me? What's the what's the new initiative? Yeah. You know, and allow and giving space for for those kind of creative insights. I think is I think is is really important. But you can't but, you can't just squeeze it out. We're not. It's not like squeezing widgets out of a factory. You know? You've you've just described exactly what I do. Oh, there you go. You see? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, 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 I say, Lord, what do you want me to create today? Yeah, you know, yeah exactly. I, I, I always say that you know. God is the creator and he made us in his image. We yeah. are all creators. Yeah. You know, we're not little gods. We are, we are, we are made to be creative. Well, there is. And what's fascinating is in the, in the creation narratives, there are two different words that, that, that the Hebrew uses for God's creativity. And one suggests creating something out of nothing. And the other is actually creating something with what you've already got. So God forms Adam from the dust of the earth. Yeah. Now, it seems to me that only God can do the creation out of nothing. There is yeah. a sense we can be we can be genuinely creating, genuinely novel. I mean, the Alpha Course was a genuinely new thing, I think. Mm. Yeah, but on the other hand, we, we, we're creative in that we make something with what we've been given. Yeah. So, and often mm. that involves making connections. So I've been, I've been given this piece of paper and this pencil and I'll create something out of it. But I'm, I'm very much doing something with what I've been given. Yeah. So, you know, Paul says, you know, who has anything that they have not been given? So we have to recognize that that all, that all comes from God. That all comes from God. You can't, you can't grow the church with a strategy. No. And it's down to each one of us. We are all part yeah. of the body of Christ. Yeah. And that yeah. means we all have to be active in, in that being creative in the yeah. way the yeah. way that we plant seeds you yeah, you, exactly, you talk yeah. you talked about paul and apollos and, and yeah, yeah. And, and, i'm, I'm yeah. a gardener i mean i think you yeah. know from facebook yeah. I, yeah. yeah i've just i just a couple of weeks last week said another crop of stuff and yeah it's very exciting you've got to do the work of sowing well and you've got to know exactly. how the conditions are growth but actually the when you the great thing i love about gardening is you sow a seed and it's just a tiny little thing. And then amazingly, three months later, I've got my lunch. I've got lettuce. I've got, you know, I've got tomatoes. Yeah. And uh, well, a bit more than three months of cashew tomatoes. But, you know, and you have this sense of, of gift. You know, you've, you've, yeah, okay, you've done the work. but And yet, and yet, the, the thing that's come, the thing that's grown, comes to you as a gift. Yeah. As a gift from God. But the important thing is to plant the seed. It is absolutely. Uh, well, I was in a meeting well, recently. Well. Yeah. We, we in a meeting recently. Uh, we were looking at the Great Commission, and it says go into the world and baptize. Yeah. And some somebody said, "Well, I've never baptized anybody." And I said, "It doesn't matter. What you have to do is plant the seeds, yeah. so yeah, that yeah. somebody else can do the baptizing." Yeah, absolutely, we're going to harvest. Yeah, uh, yeah. We've been talking about uh, creativity in the church, mm. uh, and uh, there's still a lot more scope. For, there is for, there is. for, God's for, always, for any always doing a new thing yeah, yeah. God is doing a new yeah. Thing. we just have to yeah. listen to what that new thing is absolutely and be yeah. rooted in the word we're running out of time Ian hey uh, Brendan it's great to be with you though <laughs> it's been fantastic chatting to you uh let's quickly pray I'll quick, quickly pray oh. for you before we thank go, you I appreciate we didn't, that we didn't pray at the start yeah. so yeah. Yeah. Lord thank you for for Ian and, and for all of his contribution to to 
the church and the wider church and everything that you said this morning, uh, this afternoon or today, whatever time of day it is now, Lord. And, and I just pray that that people listening to this will be motivated to to mm. become creative for you. Mm. That that creativity would um, not be forced, but would uh, come from your from you touching each one of us. And as you touch each one of us what we create touches the people that experience it, that see it, hear it, smell it, whatever. Mm. Uh, and I pray that you will use each one of us now to, to grow your church and to share your word. The most important thing is when we become creative, we don't lose your truth. The truth of your word has to stay at the core of all creativity. And I pray that for, for anybody that's thinking of looking to become more creative in what they do, do not lose the core of the word of God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Creative Christians Chat Show. It's been great having you here with me today. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends. I'm Brendan Conboy, and you can find me at brendanconboy.co.uk where you can buy me a cup of coffee, if you like, to support me and my creative work. Follow me also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. For now, though, God bless and goodbye.